Welcome to the Unmothered Podcast. Join me as we explore all the feelings and confusion surrounding the mother-daughter bond. Laugh with me, cry with me, and learn new ways to cope with what can be a very lonely existence without a mother to rely on. Are you ready? Let's dive in. Welcome back in, peeps. It's so great that you are joining me again for another new episode. Today's going to be a little bit different, but still goes along that unmothered line because it's uh, talking, we're going to talk about growing up with that dysfunctional, toxic family. So today's episode is about (laughs) when you are dating, when do you introduce the topic of how you've grown up to your significant other's family. Yikes. This episode came about, and I'm blaming my daughter, Dominique, for this. (laughs) So she loves the show on Netflix, Love is Blind. I watched it one season and I was like, this show is crazy. If you don't know... The premise of this show is these people, men and women, they're usually in their 20s, maybe early 30s, they have not found love yet. And so they live, the men live in one section, the women live in the other, and then they go into these pods separate. So the premise of the show is love is blind. They don't see each other, but they talk to each other through these pods and they get to, they have couches in there, you know, it's a whole setup. Um, and there's always alcohol involved too. They're like coming in with their little wine glass. They sit down, they have blankets, the whole thing. And they talk to each other about their lives and they see if they could connect without actually seeing the physicalness of each other. Something happened on this show. And so This episode is going to be about when we explore and how to explain the difficulty of growing up in a, in a different kind of family than the family he or she may have. Can they embrace you into the family when you have come from a completely different background? So I was never going to watch this show again. (laughs) My daughter said, mom, you have to watch this show, this, this season, it's crazy. I think, you know, we always get, uh, ideas and things off of just everything in life, but usually off of these kind of reality shows. And, you know, I talked about Gabby from the bachelor before, and now today I started watching the first episode of this show. And I'm going to talk about two people on this show. One is Zach and one is Jacqueline. And When you watch the first episode, it sucks you back in because you want to know, like, you can't look away. You're like, this is a train wreck. What is going to happen? I have to watch the next episode. So, of course, one comment sparked from this whole episode idea. And here's just some things that I'm going to talk about. And here's just some questions that I'm going to kind of dive into is, when is it a good time to bring up specifics about your family? And what happens if the other family doesn't think you are good enough for their son or daughter? Where does the relationship go if it becomes a battle between him and his parents or her and her parents? So if there's men watching, I'm from this time out, I'm just going to talk to the women. But if you're a male watching, like could be, you know, different. 
How can you show them who you are in spite of the rough upbringing that you've come from? Oof. So I'm going to talk about Zach for a minute and then I'm going to, and then I'll talk about Jacqueline and then I'm going to tell you my story of what happened when Mike and I started dating. So let's dive in. (laughs) So the thing that caught my eye with Zach from this program was that the first thing he talked about in the pods was growing up with a mom that was a stripper and I believe maybe a prostitute. I'm not sure. I think he said that at one point. And he talked about that rough upbringing with some of the women that he was becoming attracted to and how that really affected his childhood. And, you know, there was several other things he discussed in that, but that really struck me of like, okay, you have definitely seen things that have brought trauma to your life. You have definitely grown up in a non-traditional family And you have definitely had to grow up to be the adult, I'm sure, at times. And I think he might have been in foster care at one point. But now he was, he had a drive to become a defense attorney who fights for justice. The thing that (laughs) was the one thing that one of the ladies, when she actually did meet him in person, was he has a killer stare. Now, I... Personally, I was telling Dominique, I go, he, he scares me a little bit when he intensely, he intensely looks in people's eyes. He doesn't blink. He like very, he sears into your soul kind of thing. Like he stares you down and he says, I like to really be intent and just really look at people in the eyes when I'm talking to them. But the problem is, is that there isn't a softness behind it. It's very intense staring. He's also extremely intelligent and kind of nerdy. And so he's a little quirky, right? And when the one woman meets him initially, she's like, I can't, he's giving me the creeps. Like, I can't really deal with that. And and so that was like a disaster. Well, then he, the other girl that he was going to pick, he, he ended up finding her back in Seattle. And they actually started to date and they did get along. And so he had told her about his past and she was okay with it. And actually her dad had the same kind of upbringing, kind of dysfunctional upbringing too. They didn't get into the specifics of it, but here's the thing. He went to go meet this other woman's parents at this time. He had proposed to her. All of this is happening within 20 days, by the way, it's crazy. And they're supposed to get married within 30. They have to make a decision. Do you want to marry this person? Do you not want it's the premise is ridiculous. Like, I don't think you can ever get to know someone within 30 days. I I think even if you, even if you are married right now and you're like, I met my husband in four days and we just knew and we got married. Great. That's awesome. I think it can happen. I think very rarely I have heard it happen and be beautiful. I've also heard it happen and be really tragic. So to each his own. Personally, I think there's so many things you need to get to know about somebody. Um, I've heard too many stories of people who they thought the person they married was not the person they married by the time the honeymoon came. It was like Jekyll and Hyde kind of thing. So I think you need to take a little bit of time, take put the brakes on it, really get to know these people and all of their characters and all of the things. And that takes longer than 30 days. So he proposed to her and they were meeting his her family. His mom had had died also, so he did not have his mother in his life anymore. He did have some siblings and 
So they went to meet her family. Well, let me tell you, like any good parent, her dad was not having it. He was like, this is crazy. I don't even know what you're doing. Although I will say he was very abrupt and he was not listening to his daughter. He needed to sit and be more gentle and say, tell me more. Tell me why, you know, this is something you want to do. And we need to talk about this more in depth. He was very like, you're crazy. This is not going to work. Good luck to you. You know, this kind of thing. And she made a comment about, you know, your backgrounds are very similar. Well, that he really didn't want to hear that. And it made me think in that moment, wow, what do you do when you have to tell this, you're dating someone and now you, the conversation opens up, which always does when you go to some parent's house, they're like, so, you know, where did you grow up? And is your, are your parents married? You know, what, what was the relationship like? And you start going into these conversations with them about your family It's super awkward when you have this background of craziness in your family and you're like, how much do I share? When do I share? Do I even share? You know, are they going to love me after they hear of where I've come from? Are they going to think I'm stable? And this is exactly what happened is like, you know, her family was kind of like, eh, I don't think so. Like you need to rethink this, not only just because of his background, but just the whole premise was crazy. And then, you know, they were kind of like, I don't really understand. Like, this is, you don't really know where this guy comes from. And so there was just a lot of questions. Now, I'm going to do a side note on another character that relates to her background. This isn't the same exact kind of story, but there was a girl, Jacqueline, on this show. And she didn't see the worth in having a normal relationship. And she was sabotaging the person she was with. By the way, the guy that she ended up picking was a really, really nice guy, had great communication skills. And this girl had come from a really hard background. There was a point where she lost it, lost it in the bathroom, was bawling her eyes out. And she was saying, I can't, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. There's so much stuff in my family. I have to take care of everybody. There was like so much intense stress on her body. She completely fell apart. He didn't blink an eye. He went in there. He held her. He was like, I've got you. I am here for you. He was so sweet that she couldn't handle it. She sabotaged that relationship so bad. She was like finding the most nitpicky thing wrong with it. He's not, he's not man enough for me. He's not, I need him rougher. I need him. And I thought, oh, you just want the chaos because that feels normal to you. And I so related to what she was saying because I did the same thing in my relationship when I met Mike. I was like, oh, he's so boring. Like he's, he's always there. He shows up on time. (laughs) What is wrong with this relationship? Nothing was wrong with it. That was the point. There was no drama. There was no craziness involved. It was a normal relationship. There was actual conversation involved and I wasn't used to that. And so she ended up where she sabotaged the whole relationship and secretively he, he kept hanging in there and his friends were like, Hey, I don't think this is the girl for you. Well, the last straw was she didn't show up for her wedding dress fitting because he did propose to her and she said yes. She was wearing a ring. The day of the uh, wedding dress fitting, she actually had called one of the previous guys and they met in secret and she decided to take off with him. 
And I thought, isn't this typical of us women or maybe men that we sabotage a good relationship because we're so used to the junk that we've grown up with that we think that that's all we're worth. And I was looking at this poor girl and I thought, this is all you think you're worth because of where you've come from. This is all, this is what you, you think this is the top of the line is some guy that's just going to be, you know, more manly, more macho with you. But yet does he communicate with the way this other guy does? No, but you're going to sabotage that relationship because you don't know what calm relationships look like. So again, comes back from your background. So here's the thing that really just caught my eye with, with figuring out, it just was like a ding ding moment of like, oh my gosh, yes. When you meet someone's family and you've come from this crazy background and they've come from, you know, pretty, like everyone has something in their family, but you know, when you go to meet someone's family and you know, they're pretty steady, they're, they're, um, established. So I'll just do it with my relationship with Mike is Mike came from a pretty good family, even though his dad was divorced and went on to get married four times before he passed. So there was definitely dysfunction in there, but you know, like his grandparents had been married forever. He had an aunt and uncle that had been married forever. His cousins were getting married they are still married forever. And they had a huge like Italian family. They were just, you know, everyone was happy and they did the proper things and everyone talked really properly and so great. And that's not me and still isn't me. And, um, and so I come in and I remember when we first started dating and he was really telling his dad, like how much he liked me and, you know, really wanted to hang out with me more. I remember his father saying, just be careful. Just be careful. Cause you know, first of all, eight years older, Mike was in college. <laughs> I was 27. I mean, I was still a baby, but you know, he was 20, like he was barely turning 21. And, uh, his dad said, you know, just be careful because, and this wasn't even my family background. He said, you know, she's, she's divorced and she had lost a baby and, she's lived a whole life. And then she, we don't know a lot about her background. Like his dad was protecting him from a financial point of like, is she after our money? (laughs) And so he was being protective of his son. And I appreciate that. And Mike was like, no dad, she's not like that at all. And he goes, he goes, no, I like her. He goes, I really do like her. It turned out, you know, Bert and I were great buds because We had a lot of things in common. We also shared an October birthday month and we got along great. And so we ended up becoming super close, but you know, he was cautious and I, I don't blame him. And I would be the same way with my kids. Like, you know, I want to know their background. I want to know, but coming from a dysfunctional background, you know, I really do look at the whole picture. And so I want to know more like, well, what kind of work have you done on yourself and how solid are you? So going back to the Zach thing, I think, of course, educational wise, he went to college, he became a defense attorney. Like I think he did really well in the professional world. Would I say that he's done well emotionally? Probably not. I would say he probably needs to dive into some of those things that he saw and the things he grew up with. I think there's a lot of trauma involved with him and you can see as he goes through this relationship, like there's a lot of self-doubt and just, he's not 
super confident in people skills. So when I met the rest of Mike's family, they were very embracing, very lovely, but I think there was some reservations and they were curious, like what, what happened in your family? Like what's going on? And so then it becomes a question of how much do you share and what, at what time do you share? When you're first dating someone, it's nobody's the parent, it's not the parent's business to really know every single thing about your background. Like you don't know if you're going to stay with this guy or not, or this girl, but I think you don't need to be ashamed of it either. And so when you share and how much you share, I don't really have a timeline for that other than to say, what is most comfortable for you? And where do you think you are in that relationship where you can be honest with them And let the chips fall wherever they may. If they don't like you because of the way you've grown up, you can't help that. That was not on you. (laughs) You had nothing to do with that. You were born into that family. And I will tell you from my own experience is that time told the story. They got to see my personality. They got to see my steadfastness. They got to see that I was devoted to Mike. I, I wanted to be with him, not for any other reason, but to just be with him. I never asked him for anything. I didn't demand, you know, things from their family. I wasn't in it for the money. Like there wasn't any kind of agenda. I, and honestly, if truth be known, I told him that I never wanted to get married and I was never having children. And don't ever tell me you love me because I have gone through the worst time of my life And I don't think I want to do any of that anymore. I was still healing. I was so damaged from what had happened in my first marriage and just all the loss and the sadness and and trauma and everything from that, that I wasn't expecting anything from him. So there was no secret agenda, but there was a lot of love that was poured into that time. And I felt so grateful for the time that we took to really work through things. And like I've said before, we dated for four years before we got married. And I'm so grateful for that because that was super important to take the time to know each other's families. I got to share stories with him. He got to meet my mother and I thought, well, he'll be gone now. Cause that, <laughs> he just saw that crazy. And, and he was like, listen, like that's your mom. That's not you. It's okay. He actually is a big part of my healing process um, in the beginning stages of just letting me breathe and be me and not be ashamed of where I've come from and be scared to talk about the things that had happened to me and the things that I had witnessed. And so bottom line, (laughs) love is blind or not. I think opening up to people's families take time. I think you need to really think about if it's, if it's worth talking about or not, if you're not sure that you're even going to be with this guy in the coming months, you don't need to share every single thing about your past to his family. When they ask you, you can just say, you know, I had kind of a rough upbringing. Don't really like to talk about it, but I'm so grateful that I'm here today and I'm, and I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. And you can shut that conversation down If you are in a place where you love that person, you can say, there's just been some really hard moments and maybe someday you and I can sit down quietly and talk about it, but it's not really dinner talk because this always happens around the dinner table. You know, people start digging and asking questions. 
You don't have to answer all of them at that moment, but you can invite them in in different places and say, if we want to go have coffee, like I can share a little bit more with you if you want to get to know me better. But here's the thing. I'm here right now. I'm in the present. This is who I am today. And in spite of or because of, this is who I am. And I'm proud of that person. And I'm doing the work to be able to talk about this family in a way that I have empathy and still have love for them, even in all of their messiness. <laughs> and I think when you can say something with honesty about that, that it's going to be okay. And if they don't like you, so here's the downside of that. If they still don't like you afterwards and they're like, yeah, I don't think that's the girl for you, or I don't think that's the guy for you. You're going to have to have more conversations. I would be leery if you are going to bury somebody and you are not in good relations with the in-laws at all, there's a difference between having a little tension. We all have a little tension with in-laws. I know I probably create tension <laughs> a little bit being an in-law because, you know, we have opinions and we, I try to keep, um, listen, I told uh, someone the other day, and I'm going to put this out here so no one steals my idea. <laughs> I said, my fourth book is going to be now you're a mother-in-law, zip it. <laughs> I think the best thing you can be as a mother-in-law is to not give your advice when it's not asked for. So I think with time, if you can endear yourself to this family, that's awesome. You don't have to be best friends with them, but just endear yourself to them where you both have respect on both ends. But if it's something where they are like, we don't like this person, we don't want you with this person, you need to take your time a little bit and dig a little further because those are the people that you're going to be with for the rest of your life um, on some capacity. You're going to be with your spouse. That's your main thing. And that's the person you should listen to. But you are going to have to hang out with these people at social events, on holidays, at weddings, at birthdays, those kind of things. You don't want to walk in and have everybody shun you because they're like, we told you not to marry him. Like what? We don't like him. Like get him out of here kind of thing. You don't want that kind of relationship off the bat. Like, please make sure that you take the time to learn about the family and that they learn about you and that everybody's on the same page. So just a, a couple of things before we close here on this subject is just never be ashamed of where you've come from, but make sure that you're working on yourself to be confident of where you are now. And listen as well as talk to the people asking the questions. You don't need to defend something you had no control over, but you do need to present yourself as someone that they can trust. And this takes time. So I hope this episode helped you guys. Uh, it was so interesting that it just zinged right into my brain when I saw this episode on this crazy show that please... I don't want to watch it ever again, but, uh, but really felt such empathy for these people and watching the, their emotions go all over the place and realizing they haven't done the work to really be that confident in themselves, first of all, because they wouldn't be on that show if they were. And second of all, just like brought up some memories of like, you know, what, what does that mean when you are having to introduce yourself to your significant other's family? So that will do it for this episode. And I will 
for sure come up with something else next time, hopefully not from a reality show, but we do have some great guests coming up in the future, and I have some other good ideas of um, and topics to talk about, so make sure that you leave a review and uh, comment on the Unmothered Instagram page. Let me know how you like the show and any suggestions that you have, questions about how to maneuver this crazy unmothered life. And until next time, peeps, I will see you later. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you want to get connected with other women who share your unmothered heart, head on over to my private Unmothered Facebook community group. Don't forget to subscribe and leave a review for this podcast to help me share this message with other listeners. All the links mentioned in today's episode will be in the show notes below. Bye, peeps.